mindset is such a crucial piece of whatever you're trying to accomplish in this life. You know, if you're trying to achieve, trying to grow, trying to take care of your family better, trying to give more, trying to build wealth, you got to have the right mindset. Otherwise, learning the how doesn't really actually make sense. You're listening to the Expertish Podcast. Be sure to head over to iTunes or Spotify and tell Jay what you thought about this episode. Expertish is where you can learn how to invest from those who have, those who are, and have some fun along the way. Are you ready to start? All right, welcome to this episode of Expertish Podcast. Today we've got returning with us Tim Kelly. Uh, how's it going, Tim? Oh, man, it's going great, Jay. How are you, bro? I'm doing all right, man. And and for anyone uh, who doesn't know already, Tim is a co-owner, I believe, right, of Active Duty Passive Income, and also a member of the number one band on the Gulf Coast. I, I've heard that. That's just I don't know if it's a rumor, but some That's people right, told man. me. That's right. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, man, how are you doing today? Dude, very, very well. Um, hanging out in Pensacola, and it's just a beautiful day. And it's, it's October, but it's still, you know, in the eighties and beach weather. Um, so I can't really complain and things are, things are moving, man. Things are moving along. How about yourself? Yeah. Same thing. Uh, San Diego weather's not as pretty as it is yours today. So I guess we're, we're having a rough week with that, but, uh, besides I thought that, you only yeah. have 75 and sunny command. I, I was lied to, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing this off on my taxes though. Every day, every day that we have like this, I'm just going to deduct that from my estate tax for sure. Good. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but, uh, Hey, last time I talked to you, man, we uh, talked a little bit of a, a broader spectrum of some things and really about investing and kind of, a. I guess a little bit of mindset of investing and just furthering yourself and, and growth, things like that. And uh, since then, you're actually officially out of the Navy now, correct? Yeah, man. I got out November of November of 2020. Right. Awesome, man. Congrats on an Thank awesome you. career there yeah. too. And um, I kind of wanted to use that to lead into or talk today about mindset because a lot of people, um, wouldn't have taken that step at the point you did uh, because of whether it's doubts, whether it's just um, fear of not having that stability because, you know, you were, you were pretty close to retirement. Yeah, no, I I definitely got a lot of funny looks when I walked out of the Navy as a senior enlisted leader um, uh, with, you know, four years and some change left. And then I kind of just uh, decided to, to leave, but it just didn't, again, it didn't make sense for me to leave. And yeah, there was, there was a lot of, a lot of, obje- uh, you know, obstacles, mental, you know, blocks that I, that I, f- I was facing. There was obviously a lot of self-doubt and, and all kinds of stuff. So absolutely took a, took me to dig deep a few times, but a lot of lessons learned and mindset is such a crucial piece, man, of whatever you're trying to accomplish in this life, anything, you know, if, if you're trying to achieve, trying to grow, trying to take care of your family better, trying to give more, trying to build wealth, you got to have the right mindset. Otherwise learning the how doesn't really actually make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, I think that's a huge point too. A lot of people can know the how a lot of people can study research, whatever the case is. If you're scared to take an action, it really doesn't matter. Does it? No, you're, you're absolutely right, man. And, and I think it's probably mindset is the number one thing that holds people back and plain and simple. Like, we ourselves are really the only ones that are holding us back from achieving really greatness or anything that we want in this life. And it's all, when we say we are are holding ourselves back, it's our self-talk. Right. And 
our, our faith that we have in, in ourselves. And it's so much of it boils down to faith, but, um, but yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mindset spiritual, dude. I love talking about it. Um, I, I love kind of just working on my personal professional development each and every day because having a higher level of self-awareness uh, and being able to believe in yourself, improving your confidence, energy, all that, you know, like most high performers, so you're just going to improve your mindset. Like, what does that really actually mean? So there's a lot of different ways we can go about this conversation. Uh, but yeah, man. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I was going to uh, kind of, kind of give it, get a, your perspective, perspective on something for, for me sometimes, you know, when you're really moving, you're, you're working hard, you're, you're, you might have your super positive, you're working, you've got your goals, you're, you're reaching them, even sometimes, you know, kind of surpassing those, but still sometimes you get a little down, right? Sometimes a little doubt creeps in. And I think something I've been working on and, and give me your opinion on this is being able to recognize that quickly. And usually when that happens and when you recognize that there's something else that I've dropped off, it's not necessarily, I still don't, you know, I'm still going to have that positive driven mindset, but something else has dropped off. That is kind of like throwing me off balance, you know, whether it's not taking care of yourself, like, you know, you dropped off your workouts, whether you've dropped off your, you know, your own like quiet reading time or just what it takes for you to decompress. And I kind of find the better or the more quickly you can recognize what the little triggers are that sometimes let that creep in for you, the more quickly you can rectify it and just get back on track and not really have to miss a beat. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the fact, again, realizing it at, at that point and doing something about it is, is what's important. And I mean, for me, it, it really is um, stepping back and like being content with, I had this thought, like I'm questioning my abilities now and I'm doing, you know, I, I had confidence, I had momentum, but there's still, that negativity or that self-doubt, uh, understanding that it's, it's okay. This is normal. This is just part of the process. Right. Right. Um, everybody has, is going to face those types of obstacles those types of negative self doubt scenarios. Um, just understanding that, that it's part of the process and then kind of going back to like, look how far I've got. This is all the things I've accomplished. You know, I'm already there. And it's, it's, there's, you're usually one phone call away or one conversation away from getting through whatever you're thinking about in your head. Just yet. You just have to figure out how to get out of your own head. And maybe that's reading an article, listening to a podcast, calling a friend, shooting a text to a mentor or a coach, um, you know, just getting out of your own head right. is what we have to probably the biggest thing we have to do. And that's why it's just so important to have those good partnerships, those relationships with the, the mentors and coaches and people that you could kind of just, uh, kind of get bounce ideas off. Um, right. and, and understand it again, it's part of the process having this negative self-talk. Let me get out of my own head. Let me read an article, read a book, listen to a podcast. You read the Bible or, it's usually you're one conversation away with somebody um, before you can get to the next, the next level. That's from my experience, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do find, um, and maybe it's just that you start to recognize it as you uh, really kind of dig into yourself like that, but you start recognizing how many times an opportunity pops up right at that point. Like you you are starting to feel beat down a little bit, or you're just not quite getting there. And like you said, that next thing pops up and you're like, wow, look at this opportunity. Might even not even be the one that you were working towards, but an opportunity will present itself. And if you're not too ready, too busy, uh, feeling sorry, or just like kind of buried, burying your head in the sand, then, you know, you might even have a better opportunity just keeping that open mind in the positive mindset of like what's out there. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. What about, uh, what are some of the, I guess, practices or what is some of the things that you schedule? Cause I know you're a very regimented person, you know? So like, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have a, a decent schedule of what yeah. you do on a daily basis or the things that make you feel more, um, consistent. How about, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about kind of what your schedule would be. Absolutely. This is great. And the more, the more you can get into a routine, the less decisions you have to make throughout the day. Right. Exactly. And decision fatigue is real. If you could literally just lay out and map out your whole entire day, you know where you have to be at what time, you know what, you know, you have to prepare for whatever you got coming up. Um, so if you already know like what you're going to wear in the morning or, you know, you already know, and you have a routine in place, the less decisions you have to make or think about the more energy and more endurance you'll have to get through the day at high energy. And, and I mean, there's only so much bandwidth that we have each day before we just crash. Right. Yeah. Um, and I know we've all faced that. So for me, I mean, it's, it's almost like clockwork, you know, before I fall asleep at night, I'm already looking at my schedule for the next day, which is most likely already time blocked. Right. Because I got into that habit over, you know, the last few years of just using the default iCal calendar in my iPhone, right. Just to set up my day and everything's in 15 minute blocks or 30 minute blocks, whatever is going on or 60 minute block. If it's a meeting or, um, something like that. And so the night before I'm already reviewing my schedule. So I already know what to expect before I even wake up the next day, my body and my mind's already like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go because when I review it, I visualize in my mind that I'm going to go, I'm going to attack it and succeed. And it's just, I'm going to go crush it. Right. Right. And when I, when I wake up, I mean, usually it's very, it's, it's earlier than normal. Uh, I haven't been waking up too early lately, you know, between like five and six, um, but I like being up before most people. And I like having that peaceful block of time, 30 minutes, hour in the morning with no distractions, no text messages, no calls, not even looking at my email, all that. It's just to get into my head. And I mean, right. I, I have it right over there, the journal, um, like one of the, one of the things that I wake up in the morning, it's just, you know, make the black coffee, take the dog out. And then as soon as I'm done, one of these, you know, it's, it's actually right here, <laughs> liquid death, and it's just sparkling water. And I got, you know, it's just part of my routine now because after the coffee, it's just another thing that, that mm-hmm. just, just helps me. Maybe it's, it's mental, but there's actually some phys- physiological benefits of drinking ice cold, sparkling water too, that I found, um, are helpful, but yeah, just having that morning routine and, and then journaling in, in the morning, like, especially when like, if you're cloudy and you know, you have a lot of things going on and you're, and you're looking at your schedule and you're still trying to figure sort things out. That's one of the best ways to get all your thoughts on paper. What is the most important thing? Who are the most important people and how, where do I need to deliver value? Where's the one place that I, I need to professionally deliver value today? Right. Um, kind of like just asking yourself those kinds of questions. So the regimented in the morning is just absolutely a morning routine that is just helps me set up and, and visualize and kind of just get my head right, get my mind right, um, right for the day. And and you don't have to do it in the morning for me. First thing in the morning makes sense. And I, I, I get a lot of traction when it's in the morning. But as long as you have your own block of time during the yeah. day, maybe it's in the afternoon, maybe at night where it's to yourself and yeah. it's distraction free. It's quiet. You're not listening to the radio. You don't have a TV on. You don't have, you're not looking at any device. You're just sitting there thinking maybe your eyes closed and you're doing some breathing techniques just to really think like, what should I be focusing on? Who's the most important, you know, right. 
what are the most important things in my life right now. So yeah, that daily routine, man, is just getting a routine that helps you make a lot less decisions. And that over time will absolutely help. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I can tell pretty quickly when I get off my routine, like it, for me, it's a little bit opposite with that journaling part. For, for me, I don't sleep well if I don't kind of download everything at night or like when I finish, you know, whenever I know that that, that part of the day is over, like work day or something, I just, it didn't even have to be anything super formal. I just need to write down all the things I'm thinking of. crap. I got to do this. I need to do this, need to do this. And then kind of circling back in the morning when I do start, then I can still prioritize, but yeah, if I don't throw it down, I'll be thinking about it when I try to, when I do wind down and try to go to sleep or something, you know, it's going to be, Oh, don't forget. Oh, this. Don't forget that. If for me, if I don't write it down, it doesn't get done. And I don't like writing it down. If I know it's an actual task mm-hmm. immediately, I put it right into the calendar. Yeah. Cause if it's yeah, not yeah. in the calendar, it won't get done for me. Yeah. Literally, if it's not on the calendar, it will get done. Um, so like the minute, you know, Oh, I have to do this. Like, mm-hmm. don't even think about, Oh, let me write that down. Mm-hmm. For people I can recommend, like immediately choose a day and a time that you will yeah. address that and put it in your calendar, right. set a reminder, put some notes. If it's a phone call, put the phone number and the name of the person. So as soon as it pops up, boom, you make a call. You're done. Like yeah. set yourself up. And that's why time blocking, like after a few weeks or months, like you get into this habit, all your tasks just are actually just down in your calendar as a to-do list. And this is the time I'm going to do it. And then you could hyper-focus on that one thing for 15 minutes or however long it takes to get done. And it's like a to-do, it's a reminder, it's, you know, it's super uh, uh, like a dopamine hit when you get to check it off or delete it, or it, it looks like it's cleared. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also a huge benefit to using the calendar for me, man. Yeah. And I do, I have, uh, I guess some of the blocks I have, I don't want to call them open blocks, but I'll have them for certain things. Like let's say some of those random admin tasks, right? So I'll have, like I say, on a certain day a week, two hours for that. Yeah. So all those things that I have to, uh, that I just throw down at night, like, Hey, these are like, this isn't necessarily, uh, income producing or it's not client service, something like that, but it's like, shit, I need to get done. So those, then it'll go like, you know, when it comes to that block, then I can go down and prioritize, but, but having it in there helps me out tremendously. And then also sometimes my morning routine, I I'll have it for a while and I have to mix it up. You know, like I get in one for a while, then every once in a while I have to mix it up and throw something different in there, you know, just to, uh, I don't know, just to, do something a little bit different. Uh, yeah. If, if, if for whatever reason you're not getting the same out of it, you, you mm-hmm. highly recommend that's, that's what I've had to do a couple of times too. I love it. Yeah. And, and I do find, I think a lot of people like, uh, shoot, you've, you know, this more so than I do, even like that people will take pride in, Hey, I, I started working at six, you know, I got up at five, started working at six. Or I got up at four, started working at five and work through to whatever. But, and I've been caught, I've caught myself doing that plenty of times when there's so much to do that you feel like you have to get that jump start, but then I find I'm less effective throughout the day. So I'm not getting any more done. I just didn't get my me time. I literally am not accomplishing more by starting an hour and a half, two hours earlier. I'm just not getting my time that replenishes me. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So I think, and again, I think it goes back to people recognizing their own, um, I guess, triggers or the things that kind of slows them down um, or, or things that throw them off. What are, uh, what are, what are some of the other, I guess, major hints or something? I know you, you super, I know you, you know, you're big on education on the mindset. So what are, give us a couple of the factors, you know, other than like the time blocking, I think is huge. And that's just a, I mean, that's just universal, right? That's you kind of have to do it to be super efficient, but give us a few more of the pointers or, or, or kind of key factors that you think. 
Yeah. I mean, for mindset in general, I mean, it, uh, so much of it is going to go down to faith. Um, having, having the faith, you know, that you could go out and actually truly achieve the goal that you set out for yourself, you know, and I, a lot of people do, I, oh, I want to get this many doors or have this net worth or whatever, whatever it is, this much passive income every month, like whatever it is, make sure you set it to where it's a little uncomfortable. But at the same point, like you deepen your heart, know and believe that you're going to achieve it. It's just a matter of time and obstacles and all the other pending, you know, variables. If, if you could, you take a deep look at it in yourself and you don't actually, you're not convinced that you could do it and that you can't visually see yourself completing it or doing it. That's, that's where, um, you, you, I recommend, thinking about spending some time because that easily could just be a lack of lack of education on a certain thing that you, you don't really quite see yourself doing this because there's this component, this component I don't quite understand. So I don't really have the confidence. So maybe it's education. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's other, other ways that you could boost your confidence. Uh, but so much of it has to do with faith, right. And just having the faith that you can complete it, having the faith, um, that you're sub, you're meant to be doing this, that you're meant to succeed, that you deserve it, right? Having the faith that that, that you know that you could actually complete this thing, and and so if you believe in your heart that that you can, it's just of the matter of like you know how is it done, but then who, right? As well, like is this is something I need to partner on? Is this something yeah. I need to work with? Uh, you know, uh, mentors or or get some guidance on. And usually, usually it is. Um, so like who, who is going to help me get to that point? And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and what are, what are the next steps? What are the targets and, and setting targets is huge. Um, but yeah, the faith, I, I just wanted to open up with that having faith. Um, it's, there's so much that, that boils down to that. And, and for me, obviously faith in God and, uh, faith in my partners and faith in myself that I could complete them. Um, this is my purpose and my calling and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. That is huge. I mean, yeah. I can't, can't disagree with anything there, obviously. Um, But I think when you're talking about, you know, being this close, like having faith that you're going to be able to figure out the education, the, or the, you know, the right partnership, something like that. I know a lot of people will talk sometimes like when we're talking about ideas or, you know, some of the people on our team or other friends of mine, you know, in business stuff, we'll talk about these big ideas and some people will be like, well, why do you talk freely about those? Because what if someone else does it? It's like, well, someone else takes more action and does it. Cool. Good on them, you know, whatever. But what I found more often than not, well, actually what I found every time, like not once has someone taken an idea and just capitalized it on themselves or executed themselves. But more often than that is some, by doing that, someone is going like, Hey, you know what? I think I have that missing piece, or I know someone who has that missing piece and they'll connect you with people. Like, People who, you know, if you're surrounding yourself with those people that do have their own faith and and drive and ambition, or, you know, they, they will also connect you with other good people. And so many things can get done that you wouldn't have gotten to yourself or you, you know, or it may have taken years more to get to yourself. And I think that's huge too, just to not have that kind of scarcity mindset of like, I got to keep my idea to myself, you know, no one else can take it. I think that that just really kind of hinders a lot of people from breaking through with some pretty big stuff. Dude, I totally, totally agree. And there, there is, you know, some extent of not sharing, you know, secrets or ideas Mm -hmm. or whatever. And especially if, if, um, you don't 
may really trust the person that you're talking to. But, mm-hmm. um, if you are hanging out with the right people and you're surrounding yourself with, with like-hearted and like-minded people, um, most likely if you share enough of, uh, you know, what you're looking for and, and how you help people and stuff like that, there, you know, you know, people are going to want to help you find what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that could be, like I said, if you're, if you're in a tough spot, you're like, I have this thing that I want to do and I just don't know how to, you know, implement, or I don't know how to move towards it. There's usually, you're usually one phone call or one conversation away from figuring that out. Right. Right. Um, and that means opening up to somebody or doing more of your own research, but a lot of times it's getting out of your own head. Um, and, and you know, and, and like I said, uh, just throwing out some ideas and bouncing ideas off people that you trust that wouldn't go take your idea and go run with it. Um, but I mean, that's, that's a, that's a normal concern because there's a lot of people in business that are, are not, you know, um, open and not as ethical and as moral as maybe some of the people listening and they may might, you know, take your idea, just be very careful. And you learn over time with the partnership that you get involved in, um, who's really what kind of partnerships you're looking for. So yeah, be mindful of that. But <laughs> that also goes down to like the scarcity and the abundance mindset right. altogether. And that's a huge piece of, of the mindset that you have. And just being able to understanding like your growth is, is happening every single day and being okay with growing as a human being, a forever student. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, being a, just no matter what you're always learning, there's, you're never going to know everything. Um, none of the people that you hang out with are ever going to know everything. Right. Um, it's just being a forever student and continuously growing and being aware that the most successful people, um, and hell, even the wealthiest people are, are able to add and deliver the most value to people um, mm-hmm. because they've grown and they have all these, they have skills and they have these experiences and they have self-educated and they are growth minded enough to where they have, they could just deliver more amount of value to more people, right. um, which is why now they obviously are, are, have more abundance and more income. So, um, but yeah, it's huge, huge, huge point, man. That's great. Great point and topic that you brought up. Well, uh, another thing just on your side, I know that you're big, you know, on educating people and stuff too. And I think that that is part of kind of goes hand in hand with that abundance mindset too, because you have your drive, you have the, you have the directions you're going with investments, with business, with these things, but by it's kind of like a give back, if you will, you know, always being freely educating people or working towards that. It's yeah, it's part of your business, but it's also, you know, enabling other people to do similar things or reach kind of goals they may have. And I think that's a big part of the abundance mindset as well. And a give back mindset really. Yeah, absolutely. What, what kind of brought you to that side? Did you like, when you started like, uh, you know, into like the investment side and really working on the passive income, what brought you to the education side and wanting to, you know, do that education? How, how long did it take you to get to that point where you felt like, screw it, I can like, Hey, I've got enough info now to start teaching other people. Yeah. I mean, I've always just had, you know, um, kind of an educator type position on, Mm -hmm. on just in, in general things that I learned. I like being able to help people understand and navigate through. If I have knowledge or experience, it's almost just like a second nature to me that I want to help other people understand how to do it as well. Right. Like, and it's funny because my mom, career teacher, my brother, he's a teacher. Um, and, and so like, we, I, I don't know, that wasn't like a huge thing for me to overcome. Mm-hmm. And 
everything I learned, I always just got in the habit of just writing it down and tracking like all the things that I'm doing and kind of like, that's why I just, over time I would write every day, read every day and just build all kinds of content and knowledge um, that then turned into the, you know, military multifamily Academy. And uh, of all the things that I've learned in commercial multifamily real estate investing that were given back. So, you know, I, it, it wasn't like I had to wait for a point of like where I had enough knowledge and confidence stuff to start teaching. But if I, if I like went through the process and I, I learned something and I executed on it and I have lessons learned, I always just got into the habit of, of sharing my story and documenting what I was doing, which, you know, turned into some eBooks and a ton of social, social media content. And then, you know, now a couple different books, Right. And that's usually just kind of what happens. Um, for me, I just, I just naturally wanted to help other people who are trying to do the same things that I already did. I just yeah. want to make it easier for them, you know, uh, make it more streamlined. Right. No, that's huge. You, you got to it a lot faster than I did because I, uh, I start, I don't want to say self doubt, but you know, I had been doing my investments and stuff and the, yeah, it was working out well, but I just felt like, Oh, I need to, I don't, know enough to teach other people. And then it, till it finally clicked and it's like, wait, that's, that's kind of garbage. I can show what I do know as I know it. And that's how this, this kicked off is just so I can talk to people like yourself and everybody can learn together. You know, I can learn from you. Other people can, but that was one that I had to get past that idea of, I need to know it all and master all of it to be able to share. And I think that that was a, that was a weakness on my part that I just didn't recognize ahead of time. Like, dude, just share it as you learn it like right yeah, away, you know, it really is. And I mean, it, it puts you in a vulnerable place um, because there are people out there where like, what this dude hasn't even done a deal or this dude only did one, whatever. And he's teaching on it and it's okay. Like, don't worry about those people, those naysayers. Like you're genuinely just giving people your experience and your, your education from what you've gone through right. um, intentionally. And, and so, and by going back to the, the vulnerability, like the more vulnerable you are, the stronger of a person I think you are, especially for us males who are, right. you know, I, I always, I was just born with a massive ego and it's, it's just been a constant challenge and struggle for me over the years, but the more uh, vulnerable I could be, um, in business and heck, even in your relationship, especially with your spouse, if you're married, the, I mean, the vulnerability equals strength. It yeah. really, really does. Um, the more vulnerable you could be, the more people are going to know that you're being genuine and that you're not just saying these things and not, right. you're not doing it for selfish reasons. You're being open and you're being vulnerable and it's okay to say, I screwed up. I failed. You know, I, did this way and you don't fail. You don't, you know, you either learn, you either win or you learn. Right. right so no right. matter what you go through being vulnerable, say, Hey, I messed up or I did this, but Hey, it's a clinic. It's a lessons learned. Yeah. That is right, right there. You know, priceless um, yeah. to, re to be able to kind of reassess, move forward and, and move on. But yeah, vulnerability is, is a, a sign of absolute strength and people think it's weakness, but it's not at all. I think it's also uh, a sign of maturity, like maturing, because I think all of us are like people like you and I, and most of the people that we kind of grew up as an adult grew up around, you know, in our fields, 
were, you know, did have ego or, or like, you know, kind of dr- certain kinds of drive, certain kinds of things they wanted. And I think a little bit of that also comes from that maturity. As you see other perspectives, you see, you know, you really, um, I don't know, experience other people and how everyone is. You start to recognize a little bit that not everybody's put together the same way. Absolutely. And that maturity yeah. helps a little bit too. Um, and then <laughs> I, I think that that's, I think that's been a huge growing point for me is, is just that recognizing the different perspectives. Also, you know, you talked a little bit about people you're around, even the people you're around socially. Cause I know a few of the people, you know, just a few of the people that you, you know, hang out with regularly or, you know, in bandwidth and stuff like that. That's a huge part too, even on the social side. And I think that's something that gets overlooked a bit too, as people think, Oh, I hang out with these professionals or I'm learning from this. That's, that's just a portion of your life. Right. And back to that vulnerability and that mindset of, of, you know, kind of keeping your mind in your, the direction that's like right for you. A lot of that goes with the people that you hang around with that aren't even business related. I think. I mean, the people that you hang out with will make or break your ability to succeed. It will make or break your ability to, to achieve your goals. I mean, if, if you haven't heard it yet, I assume most people listening to this have heard, Hey, you are the average of the five people you associate yourself with. And like, it's Jim Rohn said that, uh, because it's just so like, just shockingly true in every sense. And for instance, you know, if you, if you just take a really hard look at the 10 people right now, um, five, whatever, five or 10 people that you actually spend the most time with, and you just write kind of all their names down the left side of a sheet of paper. And then you kind of go across to the right, like, and you say their, uh, you know, their level of income, how much they, you know, or how much money they have in their account or whatever, how much they, their net worth. Right. Right. And then their, their happiness level, how much they weigh their habits for fitness and nutrition, um, you know, how they view parenting, like all these different things, like, Mm -hmm. The 10 people, like you add all that up, guess who's at the bottom with the average of all of those? Yep. It's you, right? Yeah, so absolutely. take a really good look and, and like, just simply, are these people toxic in my life? Like, are these people that I'm hanging out with helping me get to my goals? Are they an engine helping me get to my goals? Or are they an anchor that is holding me down? You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And uh, like unfortunately sometimes it's your brother sister spouse parents yeah. like the closest people they could be giving they could be literally just um no matter what even if like you don't listen to what they say all the things oh you're never gonna be able to do that or that's crazy you think you could buy a hundred unit apartment complex like most people will just look at you like you have two heads yeah but it's like that's one challenge of of continuing to move through your own success path is that there's a lot of people, most people that you grew up with that you're hanging out with, uh, you know, are, are, have no interest in doing what you do, have no, you know, desire to create a freedom, uh, financial freedom, time, freedom, abundance, and give back in big ways. So you have to find people, you have to intentionally surround yourself with those people, put yourself in those rooms every single week, if not every single day, like who are you hanging out with that is holding you accountable, that is helping you get to the next level. Um, and, and it really, really is. You are the average of the people that you spend with. You are a product of, of your environment. And it's just so true. Like so many different ways to say it. It is so true. And if, it, if I didn't drive it home enough, like I said, just 
write on a piece of paper, the five or 10 people that are, that you hang the, the hang out with the most and total up all their stats, you know, that are important to you. Uh, and, and you'd probably be pretty shocked and be like, yep, I'm all just like all these people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who do you want to be? Do you want to be someone who gives back and who's able to, you know, to, to take down these, these deals, if you want to do it or create freedom or, make a big impact in some way. Like those are the people that you want to hang out with or believe right. that you can yeah. versus the people that might just rather go, you know, Netflix and chill and go hang out at the bar on, on the weekday or something. Right. You know, like pick your, pick your friends, man. And yeah. socially and professionally, just like you said, a lot of people don't bring that up and talk about that, but socially if you're hanging out with people that aren't the right fit, but then like, you only spend part of your time like with the winners and, and, and you're probably not getting the, the best, you know, the yeah. best mix of it. You got to really find people who are high level, do things, you know, find the people who have already done what you want to do, um, who are in the process of doing what you want to do and understand your thought process and who are like-minded and like-hearted. And uh, sometimes it's not easy to find those people, but you have to intentionally find those people if you really want to succeed. Yeah, I, I like that you've both times that you said like my you've uh, said like like hearted because I think that's um, I think that's even more important because you know people's mindset certain things can change uh, their heart doesn't and you know for the most part I believe um, and with those people in your life too sometimes that transitions as well like that core group of people like uh, sometimes they become different than you have or as you grow they don't grow with you or, or vice versa and and how when that social time or your time, how you decide to spend your spare time. If those people or, or, or an individual from that becomes or or is like kind of negative where it's like they're always just pointing out, maybe not in you, maybe they're supportive of you, but they're pointing out like, ah, that's kind of dumb. Or I can't believe that. Look at that mistake. If they're like pointing out things all the time, how draining is that? Like, you know, when you're going, you're like, this is your off time. Like I'm wanting to hang out with you. If you're pointing out like, uh, I can't believe this server screwed this up or everything is just pointing out the yeah. negative. Like that just drains me. Yeah. And, and I mean, it really is like <clears throat> something like something like that. I, I, I wouldn't be in the same room as that person for yeah. more than a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially because like, you know, positivity is, is contagious. It is. Negativity is infectious. Like <laughs> it, it really is. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like negativity is like a disease. It's, you're going and people misery loves company, right? True. If you're, if you're in a crappy mood or if you like, you're going to find people that you could just, you know, talk crap with. And a lot of times it's, you're talking bad about other people. And to that, you know, if you're, if, if you're in the mindset or you're finding people who talk about other people, small minds talk about other people and, right. and spread rumors that aren't right. true, especially, or even just talk about other people in general, unless it's good. Right. Right. You know, large minds um, talk about stuff like this. We talk about growth and ways to make an impact and ways to deliver value to the world. Um, so if you're, if you're, if you don't want to like really talk about me, are you hanging out with people who gossip and who just talk yeah. about other people? Um, be very cognizant of that too. But, um, there there's, what was the last thing that, where was the punchline? Cause that was just like a, that was just like an all by the way is the yeah. small line thing. Just the, the drain, the negativity drain. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just like, I wouldn't be able to spend a, you know, more than a minute or two in the room. So I intentionally will just, it doesn't bother me. I almost feel bad because yeah. if, if they're really getting to the point where they're like, 
oh man, they're so negative or what are they doing? It, usually it's, there's something going on inside. Like mm-hmm. there's, whether it's insecurity or they're just having a horrible day. You know, if someone's really that bad, that angry, it's almost like you have to pray for them and feel bad for them. So no, it doesn't, I don't really let it bother me. Uh, but I don't stay in the same room as, as those people um, because it's infectious. It really is. Even if, yeah. even if you like are constantly, nope, not going to let it bother me. Like, it's still going to affect you. It's still going to resonate. It's still like, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. Uh, subconsciously, it's going to, you know, creep up on you and it's going to be, you're going to remember that and yeah. uh, it's going to affect you. No, I agree. I think that's, it is, it, it drives me nuts, but that's a good point too. I think it is something missing or something wrong, you know, I mean, if it's a close friend, they're not normally like that. I think that's one of those times when you recognize there's something going on and you might you know, be able to ask and find out or help out. But if it's just their normal, that's, that's just horrible. And it just drains the crap out of you. Um, also you were talking a few minutes ago about like, uh, surrounding yourself and going out and finding those people, right. The, the people that are where you want to be or like you trying to get to certain places. Um, another thing that I see a lot is a lot of people will go to networking things or go to seminars or they'll go to events, but they're not, they don't, think of what their purpose is before they do it. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's cool just to go out there. But I think if there's one thing that I would say is be purposeful when you do these things, because you're spending money a lot of times for these type of things, right? So be intentional of whether it's like, hey, you're going to get a certain piece of information, you're going to uh, find certain people that you can either be a mentor to or, or can mentor you or, you know, like ha- go with intention. And I think that that's important with a lot of things we do and you'll, you'll maximize the impact so much because I feel like a lot of people just follow a little guidance like, Hey, this, this worked for me is to go to this coach and go to this seminar type thing. But if you don't have the intention and you don't know what you're trying to get out of it, I think you miss 90% of it. Yeah. Just so good, man. That's so good. And I mean, that's why there's so many, like, you know, especially in real estate, real real estate investment meetups, the the RIAs or whatever, and and the masterminds, like you have to continue, like if you're really trying to achieve a goal and you know, it's a big ambitious goal or whatever it is, or you're, you're a little worried and it's kind of making you nervous. It's good. It means it's getting you uncomfortable. Like you have Mm -hmm. to be able to set these goals that you think are a little bit out of reach, right. In order to grow into the person to achieve those but like intentionally finding other people that are going after similar things is super important. And it's not that it's just like important. That's just like part of just creating, you know, that, that roadmap to achieve your goal. And mm-hmm. it all boils down to like learning and, and networking and then setting up actionable steps each day to right. achieve that goal, like learn, network and take action. That's what we talk about all the time mm-hmm. and in the ADPI community. Um, but yeah, man, it's that, that's why there's, there's so many different groups and if, if, if you can't find one, start one, find, find people, um, find people that are like you and, and have the same goals as you. And then like the more people you hang out with, the more you're going to be able to figure out who a perfect partner would be and, and yeah. who the potential, you know, who the people would be in and that, that might want to work with you. And also that helps for you to improve your own self-awareness. Yeah. And yeah, improving your own self-awareness is, is really important too. Well, uh, like you said too, about starting your own group, I've watched uh, that happen from things like, for instance, your group, like actively passive income. I've seen, you know, it's a big community. People ask questions, people, you know, whatever information is put out. I have seen like people comment where it's like they, something strikes a chord with them. And then it's like, Hey, who else is in my area? Who else is stationed where I am? And then they're starting their own like 
cool. They've taken something that you've provided or, or, or you know, that asset of a group uh, contact there. So you've already kind of helped them put together so at least like-minded. So it might not be like-hearted yet, but like-minded people interested in a certain thing. And then they're able to divide off of that and go, Hey man, these people are close to me. Let's get together and, and learn it, learn it, you know, as, yeah, as a team, that's pretty, that's pretty freaking awesome. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, that's how much fat, how much more can you learn with that team? That's already kind of a, a little, I, I don't want to say pre-vetted, but essentially yeah. set it up for you to knock down. I think that's a, a really cool byproduct of, of what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Give me like, like how about this? Uh, how about give me your biggest like mindset failure, like that you've encountered, like what, what, is something that really has ever thrown you off your track and that maybe you didn't catch yourself as quickly or if you, I don't know if I'm asking that very well, but you probably get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, there's days, you know, it's not like, okay, it's once a month or once yeah. a week or whatever, but there's always going to be days where you just don't feel like yourself. You don't feel like you're moving in the right direction. You don't feel as motivated uh, again, it's part of the process. It's what are you, what are you doing? Um, you know, 80 to 90% of the time and how are you spending your time? Right. Um, so the, I can't think of like a single time where, where it was failed, but you know, whenever it, if the, the cool thing is like, it's an ever growing process of, of development and in, in yourself and being committed to professional development and personal development and, uh, and understanding that, okay, it's just part of the process. Like I'm sure you've, you've heard the, the road to success is, is never like this. It's like, yeah. like up, down everywhere. Like, so again, you just have to be content and have the faith. Like it's part of the process, like whatever you're going through, whatever struggles, obstacles, yep. Just part of the process. Don't stop moving forward. That's like the key. Don't stop moving forward. And usually it's between journaling, getting your thoughts and paper, getting clarity, absolute clarity. And there's usually a conversation that's standing in your way of getting to the next level. You're usually one conversation away from getting through whatever you're get whatever you're dealing with. Um, whether the conversation again, conversation with God, conversation with a partner, mentor, dad, mom, you know, spouse, whatever it is. Um, it's just having the having the faith and belief that it's part of the process. This is normal. It's, it is what it is. Let me just continue moving forward. Yeah. And, and who could I reach out to right now to bounce this idea off of that, that I'm struggling with. Um, but yeah, yeah try to journal and, and it, it happens all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's part of the process. It's not easy um, to deal with and it's not going to be perfect. Right. So yeah. um, you have to have high, high standards for yourself. Yeah. Um, right. But you can't get down on yourself. You cannot, get, you can't be so hot on yourself where you're like, Oh, I didn't do that. I'm, I'm, you know, nobody, like if you're listening to this, you're already so far beyond the, the masses, right? Not an average person. Average people are not listening to this podcast to figure out how to grow and figure out how to get to the next level and add more value to more people. You already have separated yourself if you're listening to this podcast, right? So um, find more people and, and that, that you're spending time with each day or each week um, to help you understand that what you're thinking about is not crazy and what your, your goals are, are not absurd and you can, yeah. they are achievable. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I hope that helps, man. does that answer the question? It does. It does. Because I think it's different for everybody, but that does actually absolute answer for you. And, and, uh, again, like sometimes things just fall in place. Like, you know, if you just 
keep going. You kind of stay with your routine because last two days for me have been like, those are, they've been rough. Just nothing's meshing right. Like the, the calendar falls apart during the day. There's just like, you know, super late days. It's just things weren't, aren't working. So like, you know, even like uh, late day yesterday, I'm like, man, I'm kind of beat down. Like, and you have a little doubts, but you're like, no, I'm going to get up and start tomorrow. But then it's like randomly today. I mean, not randomly. I think sometimes it's just like a little intervention there. Like uh, this morning, it's not like a normal workout day for me. I play tennis with one of my friends on Wednesday morning. So instead of like going, you know, getting on a bike or something, I could play tennis, which for us is more like playing fetch while carrying a racket. It's not pretty, but it's, you know, it's, it's a fun activity. But then uh, I had coffee scheduled with uh, an old swimmer, buddy who's in commercial real estate to go over some stuff that I haven't seen talked to in a while. Then another swimmer this afternoon, you know, talking to you with uh, mindset stuff. But then today's everything lined up and I've just been constantly around the people that I like to be around, you know, including my team here, you know, and it's just like, it's just like reset you and you're like good to go for another, you know, however long. So sometimes it's just like you said, just keep doing what you got to do until it comes back on track, you know, get back yep. to your routine and, and it'll correct itself. Yeah. I mean, so much of it, man, is it boils down to how you're spending your time. And one of my favorite things to, to, to discuss in regards to mindset is the E to E ratio. I don't know if we ever chatted about this. I don't think we have, man. It's, it's so good. Like, you know, the most successful people have, have, all, have the same 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got the same 24 hours, right? How, how are you using that time? Right. Especially um, if you, let's say have a, have a nine to five, right. Your actual free time, maybe before the nine to five, after the nine to five. So the E to E ratio is how are you spending all that time? 80% of it should be in education or growth or professionalism. 20% of it is entertainment, right? Which is very, very just as important as 80% because it's controllable, it's, it's controlled and it's, it's your hobbies, your date nights, spending extra time, you know, with the kids or whatever it is, that stuff that you're actually entertaining that you enjoy right. the most. Um, so that's just what separates the, some of the most successful people. They have an 80, 20 ED ratio, 80% mm -hmm. of their free time, their time is dedicated on to, you know, growing and personally, professionally and, or educating themselves or working in something in the, in their business to help move it forward. But then 20% of their time is, you know, actually dedicated and committed to taking that education or entertainment time, right. um, regardless of what, whatever you want to do, Netflix and chill or do nothing, just go lay on the beach, whatever it is. Um, that that's, that's a, a rule of thumb that I know has helped me along the way. No, I like that too. So, uh, so many things break down to an 80, 20, 80, 20 rule, right? Absolutely. Like in so many yeah. different ways. No, that's great. great. I, I had, yeah. Yeah. I haven't even heard of the E to E, E to E ratio though, but I'm going to steal that. I already wrote that down. So I'll be borrowing that from one of my favorite came from one of my favorite books, man, um, called the compound effect. Oh yeah. Darren, yeah. By Darren Hardy. Actually, that's when I first heard about the E to E ratio. Okay. Write that down again. I haven't read that in a while. Yeah. The compound effect's a great book. Yeah, it, it really is. What's another, uh, probably make your, your, another top book that you would recommend. Oh man. I mean, I got a, I got a whole, I got a whole list. Like when we're talking about just mindset, Mm -hmm. Um, are you familiar with, uh, um, you know, like, like David Goggins can't mm -hmm. hurt me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that that's, that's just an amazing book. Recommend listening to, um, the audible if, 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 if that's cool with you. Um, because I mean, it's, he, he doesn't narrate it 
he has a friend narrate it, but then in between each chapter, it's like a mini podcast interview and mm-hmm. he really dives deep. So David Goggins, he's a beast, you know, former, former chief petty officer, Navy SEAL. Um, and, you know, extreme ownership, Jocko, Jocko Willink, also Navy SEAL commander. Um, you know, we interviewed him on our podcast. Um, awesome dude. He's got a whole bunch of books, but you know, that's just another one. And, and, and like, you know, if, if you haven't read, you know, how to win friends and influence people, it's got, I mean, it's required reading. I think for anybody that I agree, like walks on this planet, right. If you want to make use of yourself, um, in any way, like it's, it should be required reading for, for anybody getting into any kind of business or any industry really. Um, and that's a, even when I was teaching pilot students in the Navy, yeah. I'm like, it should be a required reading for all Navy pilots and, oh. you know, uh, division officers and stuff. Um, but man, like wealth can't wait. Just another amazing mm-hmm. book. One of my top favorite and, you know, obviously rich dad, poor dad for, for more of the kind of the wealth building mindset and, and what, kind of, you know, the wealthiest families teach their kids that poor and middle-class families just don't know about, um, you know, there's, there, there's a whole list of, of books, um, that I could think of. And I'll, I'll give you one more. Um, the go-giver It's um, probably, yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. All about giving back and, and the five stratospheric laws of success, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. And they all boil down to, to, to giving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've got that one. Well, actually, I've got all those on my shelf over here, but it's like sometimes you just like have to revolve through them. You know, like you, I feel like when you go back and read something or even listen to it, you'll pick up something different because you need different things at different points in your kind of journey, if you will, like, you know, or your business life, your personal life. And so certain things will resonate at certain times. Right. But I think the the extreme ownership, the first thing, I mean, really, it just, that can be boiled down to like, if you're not succeeding, you know, what are you not doing? And if someone else that's, you know, that you're supposedly leading or influencing, is it succeeding or or like, if you're not succeeding, what are you not asking for? And if someone else isn't, what are you not giving them? So like really just because all we can change is ourselves, right? We can't make someone else do it. So I think that's That's absolutely right, man. Most, Most people that are struggling with something or can't achieve something, or they think they can't it's just an excuse. Oh, I can't do that because of this or because he did that or because it's raining, like whatever it is, (laughs) like you have to take extreme ownership of your life. If you really want to grow and achieve massive goals, you got to, you know, take extreme ownership of everything that's under your control, right. That you could actually control. And the first thing, like, what could I have done better? What could I have done differently? Not, he or she didn't perform or the other, you know, factors, the outside factors that could have caused me to struggle or fail. Um, the saying, okay, well, it's my fault that I didn't detect that, or it's my, I'm taking ownership that I didn't do this again, vulnerability. Like it takes vulnerability to accept ownership Mm -hmm. and say, this is my responsibility it didn't get done because I failed to do X or I did X different than I should have. Right. Um, but do take an extreme ownership of, of your life, of your family, of your wealth, um, of your financial future, you know, um, of your freedom, right. Is how people get and to achieve those goals. They don't make up excuses. They just go get it done and, and they take extreme ownership of it. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. To stop making excuses. That's uh, I don't know. I think that's just a phenomenal one. And the, you know, last thing I'll say on the, um, how to win friends and influence people that is again, I, I, you know, you see a lot of, uh, entrepreneur communities and, uh, uh, books 
breaking down NLP, right? Like neurolinguistic linguistic programming. They talk about like all these little factors. I feel like all that, I mean, it's great. That's fine. But I feel like all they've done is break broken down how to win friends and influence people. Like <laughs> Del Carnegie did it so long ago and it really doesn't get any better than that. They're just putting names to some of the things that he describes and it's just... You it's just, it's, it. it's crazy. It's nothing like complicated. It's principles no. that you would think we all naturally know, but we don't carry out on a day-to-day basis. Like looking at someone in the eyes when you shake their hand and, right. and being like uh, um, genuinely interested in somebody else when you're having a conversation, actually listening to them, like listening to the words that they say mm-hmm. and being genuinely curious and genuinely interested about them. Um, and, 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 you know, praising people in public and, you know, and reprimanding them in private, just right. like we learned in the Navy you yeah. know, as, lead, as leadership one-on-one, right. but like these very basic tools that, that are just like so basic, like we learned them long, long time ago, we, but we never practiced them right. over the years. So like you, they kind of just fade away, but like the people that really lean into those and, and understand the fundamentals of communication and leadership. Yeah. Those are like how that's truly how you find partnerships, how you improve your self-awareness, how you influence people, how you could raise capital for deals, how you could, you know, whatever you're trying to do, these principles will apply in in your Mm -hmm. life and in business, regardless of what industry you're in. Yeah. As you were talking about those, all I could think of is like, if I had to recommend, it wasn't thinking it until you started listing them. If I had to list one book that if someone hadn't read, it would be that one because it crosses, I mean, it's impactful in any point of your life, not just in investing or professional or whatever. That's just, I mean, it's a no brainer to me. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, man, I don't want to take up your whole evening. I see, you know, your son's going to go down soon over there. You're going to have to, you know, it take a little bit of your free time. And, uh, but I do want to thank you again. Always a pleasure talking to you. I uh, enjoyed it. It's looking forward to it today. Um, if man, any, any time that you have available to come on, we'll, we'll talk about anything. Uh, but if anybody listening wants to be connected with Tim or has questions for him, you can reach out at expertishpodcast.com or is active. What's your, uh, active duty passive income? Is it What's your website for that? I'm sorry. I had it written down, but I switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I took too yeah. many notes here while you're talking. Of course. Yeah. If, you, if you're not, if you're not in the active duty, passive income, um, you know, community is the website is, is great. Recently redid it. There's um, just a lot of free resources. If you're trying to learn how to do everything from getting your financial foundation established and, and, you know, we have free resources for all of that how to figure out your net worth and the basic that we all should have learned in schools, the basics about credit. There's free resources for all that. I personally wrote books that are free on our website. And then, you know, we have a best-selling book, military house hacking 2.0 is about to come out and be released with a lot of cool updates. Cause the VA loan had a lot of updates in 2020. Huge. Whether you want to learn about that all the way through learning how to, you know, take down a 100 plus unit apartment complex or mobile home park um, and all the moving parts around it. Um, you know, if you're interested in any of that, or even you just trying to, you figure out how to use your VA and whatever it is, that community is incredible. There's over 30,000 members in our Facebook group alone, you know, check out the Facebook group. Um, I'm, so I'm always hanging out there, but it, man, if you're, if you're listening to this and um, you know, it resonates with you, man, just shoot me, just shoot me a text and, We'll hop on a call and and I'll, you know, just give you some insight from my experience, man. Just, 
you know, uh, let me know that that you heard me on this podcast and and we'll we'll hop on a call, man. 847-910-9161 is my cell phone number. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks again. Super generous with your time and your uh, knowledge. So appreciate it and look forward to talk to you again next time. All right, brother. We'll talk soon, Jay. All right, man.